you're listening to the Harford County Living Podcast. Thank you for coming, and please send any suggestions or comments to podcast at harfordcountyliving.com. The Harford County Living Podcast is produced for your enjoyment, and show notes can be found at harfordcountyliving.com. Come back often, and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. If you would like to be a guest on the Harford County Living Podcast, free of charge, please contact us at podcast at harfordcountyliving.com. Now we will begin the podcast right after this. If you're looking for a good primary care practice, look no further than right here in Harford County to Medical Health Group, located at 1415 South Mountain Road in Suite 100 right behind Wawa in Joppa, Maryland. They are doctors you can trust. Call them at 410-918-0777 or visit them at MHG, that's Medical Health Group, MHGdoctors.com. All right, welcome to the Harford County Living Podcast, and we have a special co-host this time, uh, one of my teachers from when I went to high school five years ago, uh, Lance Lederber is with us this time, and we have two local authors, uh, Danny Petrie, who wrote the Alaska Encourage series and the Chesapeake Valor series, and Angela Bonomo, who wrote the Forgotten Princess. Um, We're going to start with Angela because there's a story that tied tie her and Danny together. So, (laughs) The Forgotten Princess, what is this about? Okay. It's, It's about a father who becomes so distracted with his growing kingdom that he basically neglects his daughters. He ignores his daughters. And daughters are making every effort to help the father to further his beliefs. And he's not noticing. So what we've learned in church just recently really fits into this. Josh was telling us how we need to be able to not only forgive but show grace. And in this story, that's what they do. Because you said this is a kid's book, but I mean, just what you explained there, that sounds like something everybody should read. Yeah. Yeah. And how how did you come about to doing this? It's the craziest thing. I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I just had this undeniable urge to sit down and write. And I had started this out. It just kind of poured out onto the paper. I started it out with an idea that I was going to give it to the kids for Christmas. Right. But then when I read it to my husband and I read it to the kids, they all said, we need to get this published. And it just kind of went from there. Now, how did you you go about getting it published? Because, I mean, I know a lot of people and then we talked before we started kids that love to write how do you go about getting something published okay for me i started out of course re- researching going to the okay. library learning about that type of stuff uh i was looking for a company where my husband and i were planning on publishing it ourselves we weren't planning on going the traditional route because we knew that would take years for it to even be looked at really well sometimes it can be Give or take. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I didn't want to take that long getting it published. This one took me probably a good, I mean, once I got it written, don't get me wrong. I had it all down on paper the first night. Right. But then it took me a good four months to get it to the point where I felt it was ready to go. And then it took about six months for it to be published. Wait, so when you woke up two o'clock in the morning, you basically got the whole thing down on paper that night? Oh, yeah. Oh, what would yeah. you do? Have a dream about it and just... It sign, just kind of... It just... I can't explain <laughs> it. It just kind of poured out. I've had lots of thoughts in my head since I was... You know, all of us have that creative right. portion of our head that we just kind of want to pour out. And I've been thinking about it for many years, but my my thoughts just went in one direction. For some reason, it went in a different direction with this one. And hmm. I had to change the characters back and forth until I got them to the point where I felt like, yeah, these are the ones that are doing the talking. You were satisfied with These are the ones doing the talking, yeah. Now, how can people get this book? They can order it online through AngelaBonomoBooks.com. They can get it at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Westbow.com, and they can also go into the library in Bel Air and look at it. 
Oh, so it is in the okay local yeah, library. Local well, library. Bel, Bel Air library. Right. Okay, but Amazon, which I think everybody shops from Everybody. now, yeah. <laughs> it is on that. Okay, mm -hmm. and we'll have a link to the website as well in the show notes, so everybody can go to it. Mm -hmm. Did you have some type of inspiration or anything to become an author? I mean, what what did you do before this? Okay, um, let's see here. First of all, I'm a mom. Okay, and I'm a grandmother of four. You. And <laughs> You two are too young to be grandmothers. Yeah, very, very nice. <laughs> uh, and of course, I'm I'm happily married. I've been married for over 31 years. Really? So, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, it, I started out with wanting to write. Actually, on a personal level, when I was growing up, I had a sister who had leukemia, okay. and we lost her. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. So. Writing to me was therapeutic, and I've always told people that if you're in pain or even angry, just sit down and take a piece of paper and write. Even if you're not writing words, just scribble, and all that will come out onto the page, and you'll be released from it. That's a good idea. Huh. So, yeah. Interesting. I never, I mean, I used to, well, I never wrote stories, but I would write songs years ago and you're I mean you're right maybe I need to go back to doing that just sit down and write stuff sure but I mean I've done the same thing just wake up in the middle of the night with an idea not for writing but you know for the website and just get up and go downstairs my wife's like what are you doing now <laughs> I'll be back up in a while <laughs> now who did you have a inspiration did somebody inspire you to write uh, actually I have a lot of other stories that I want to write, um, one based on my daughter, and you're going to think this is a sad story, but it, it's actually a triumphant story. My daughter um, has a heart condition, so with her, we've watched her go through processes and, uh, and seen so many miracles. Right. And really what started me with the idea of wanting to write was to be able to reach kids, kids that are dealing with pain, families that are dealing with pain. And, That's great. and in a sense, you know, with a Christian ministry, we want to be able to reach out and help those who are in need. And that's exactly what I think writing does. It gives people a chance to escape. It gives them answers sometimes. It's just... It's a so guy. this is your first book then? Yes, this is my first one. And you already have five other ones in your head right now. No, right? I got a ton in my head. And I got one I'm working on right now, but yes. Any idea how soon that one will be at? I really don't know. I'm going to... I guess that's something you really can't ask a writer, no. can you? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm going to really, really start studying the craft more and more right. and just get educated. You know, this is where Danny comes in. She gives me a hand with that kind of stuff. I learned so much from her. So... I think we have a talk. Yeah, we have, we have two crows out there fighting. <laughs> <laughs> they want to come in. <laughs> no, they can stay out there. <laughs> so, and, well, Danny, you've been, how long have you been writing? Because you've um, got, what, nine books out now? Yes. Um, number nine comes out October 3rd. Okay. Um, and I've just finished, and I'm doing the edits on book number 10, which will be out next summer. Um, so, yeah, I've wow. been writing. My first book came out in 2012. Um, I wrote um, for a number of years as I was homeschooling my kids and kind of just took my time and learned the craft. And I wrote um, two books that have not been published yet but will be published in the future. We've already discussed it. But my third book um, is the book I sold, and I wrote it. And... Um, I said to my husband, I kind of feel like I really need to go to this writing conference that's coming up in three weeks. And he's like, <laughs> okay, go for it. So I was like, all right. So I signed up so late, I couldn't get editor appointments or agent appointments. And I thought, I'm not going to get anybody to look at this. Everybody's booked up because it's so close to conference time. When you go to oh, a conference, okay. you can sign up for editor and agent appointments, but they only have a limited amount. And once they sell out, you're, you're done. So I thought, well, I'm still going to go. I really think I should be there. So I went, and the opening night, the publishers did what was called a spotlight session where they would sit down and tell you about their publishing house and what they're looking for. So I loved um, Bethany House Books. They had several authors I read. Um, they're part of Baker Books. Okay. Um, 
which is out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, it's one of the largest Christian publishers, um, still family owned, which is pretty amazing. And um, one of, I think, two or three that are still family owned in that publishing realm. Yeah. And I went to the spotlight and they said, oh, we're looking for romantic suspense that's kind of out of the box. And they were talking about what they were looking for. And I had written Submerged, which was my first Alaskan Courage book. Um, and it's about a family that owns an adventure outfitting company in Alaska. So it had a lot of family relationships, um, all the characters volunteered with search and rescue so that's where a lot of the mystery oh. and suspense elements came in and so I thought well that's kind of out of the box so I walked up to him like as soon as it ended I like literally beelined for this poor guy and I said hey I've written a romantic suspense and I, I think it sounds like what you're looking for would you take a look and he was very nice and said alright send me the first three chapters and he's like do you have a one sheet and a one sheet's basically a printed one page I'm glad you're explaining yeah. <laughs> uh, it's one page and it basically is just a little summary of your book and I said yes I do but it's in my hotel room. Do you have a business card? Yes, it's up in my room. I was not at all prepared. So, God bless him. He was so sweet. He said, that's all right. Here's my card. Send me the first three chapters. If I see you during the conference, go ahead and hand me the one sheet. So, I thought, okay. So, I saw him throughout the conference. I handed him the one sheet. I was sitting down with some friends um, that I had made from previous years of different conferences mm -hmm. or online. And um, the one person said, oh my gosh, I just had my editor appointment with the Dream Crusher. And I said, there's a Dream Crusher? And they said, yeah, there's an editor who has the nickname, the Dream Crusher, because people leave the, like no. their interviews with this guy in tears. And I was like, oh my gosh. What? Yeah, and I said, who is it? And they said, Dave Long. And I said, oh my gosh, it's the editor who asked for my work. And I said, I didn't know he was the Dream Crusher. I would never would have approached him. Nice as could be to me. And apparently for some people, like he's he's very he's very blunt. He's very he's very nice, but he's very blunt. And a lot of people don't like that. So he if he thinks a story won't work for him, he says no right away. Sounds like a very intimidating field to get into. Yeah, it is. And so I was like, Oh, okay. So I got a couple other requests as I met people through like sitting with them at dinner and this and that. Um, I got three requests for the story and I came home and within a couple weeks, which was really fast, because um, I'd only finished the book a couple weeks before, three weeks before the conference. So within a couple weeks, I get a um, really love the book, um, but we are booked out on romantic suspense for the next like three years. We've, yeah, they they can only have so many slots and they really have, yeah so she wow. said so I, i'll hang on to it but i think i think you're going to get published before then and i thought well that was encouraging then i got second one that said um you need to learn how to write so i was in tears <laughs> oh, and wow. that same That's day crushing. i get one from dave long and i think oh great here's the dream crusher i just got one that like had me in tears and i'm getting one from the dream crusher but shockingly he asked to see the whole thing uh, a couple days maybe a week later I got a request basically said we want to offer you a contract and really it went to contract in the conference was in um, September and I had a contract before Thanksgiving from the uh, dream crusher from the dream crusher <laughs> who I still work with and love did and you write the second did you write a letter back to the second person that told you to learn how to write uh, I did not. Oh, I decided I would take the high road, and I did not. But but that person knows who I am, and I saw her at a different conference after my first book hit like every bestseller list, and she was like, "Hi," and I was like, "Yeah, hi." <laughs> right. So so it was great. So they offered me um, a three book contract. I said, "Well, there's five characters," and they said, "Well, we don't give new writers five books." So first book came out and it did really really well so they said we'll do all five books and I said yay wow so, and I've been with them ever since so I um, did my five book Alaskan Courage I did a novella in there with um, two other authors which I really enjoyed I did a Chesapeake Valor series you're talking about so the third one's coming out in that and that's all set right here in the Chesapeake Bay area okay so there's a lot of local um, flavor to it Fells Point <laughs> I point out different places that I really like Ravens are in it Orioles are in it it's fun and then I've signed another four book series for when I'm done with this that will come out after that about Coastal Guardian Investigative Service. So you're like Angela, you got a bunch of them in your head as well. <laughs> yes, okay. I do. I do. That's true. So. And Lance, you've read her series, right? I've read the 
first four in the Alaska. I never got to the fifth one yet. I read. (laughs) (laughs) Danny's looking at you like, why not? What are you waiting on? Nobody would loan me the book. No. Uh, I will give you the book. (laughs) uh, uh, I read the first four of them, I think, within a week. Really? I mean, all four of them. Uh, Well, you're retired now. You can do that. (laughs) Well, now I can read more, yes. But they had, uh, for some reason, some of the ladies at the church had gotten several of them in a row and, mm-hmm. and then basically handed them to my wife who reads faster than I do and so as soon as she would finish one I'd pick it up and read it and I think we went through the first four because they were kind of all mm-hmm. and uh, and I she nails it I mean it's it's great I love mystery type of things anyway right. and and uh, so I thought they were great I just haven't got around to the fifth one yet, and I so definitely seen, recommend and I everybody to read it. Oh yeah, and I haven't seen any of the Chesapeake ones yet. I, um, we gotta get you I, caught up. I gotta get caught up. <laughs> are your are your books in the public Lib- library? Yes, they are. They're in all the yeah, libraries. I'll, I can get them then at Jarrettsville. I'll, yes, I'll get them. Yes. They're in all the and people can go to your website and Amazon as well. Yep, Amazon. Um, they can go in stores. They sell them in Lifeway and the Barnes and Nobles in the area. Um, they can go to barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com, um, lifeway.com. They can go to my publisher. and they're pretty Lifeway store? Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of cool when you go into the bookstore and you see the name of an author that you personally Yeah. Know. That's really Yeah, the bookstores are wonderful to me. Um, Barnes & Noble hosts my, um, I always do a launch kind of party when a book releases and the Bel Air Barnes & Noble always hosts me there. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they're great. All the local bookstores carry my books. They're wonderful to me as huh. a local author. So Now, is there, we were talking earlier about young artists, young yes. writers. Well, it's an artist. Yes, so yes. true. When, uh, we were, I was talking about my daughter who loves to write but is afraid to get Anything that you can tell these people you know, mm-hmm. that are afraid to write, I mean, what do you recommend? Um, I think that, um, as Angie mentioned about um, getting ideas, I think, and getting words on the page, I think whenever you're wanting to write, you should write. Even if you think nobody's ever going to see it, write it anyway, because you just never know. You might change your mind. Um, Much like Angie said, I used to um, write stories down all the time since I was little, um, and I think keeping a notebook with you at all times is great and mm. and just write those ideas down even if you don't write the whole story just write the idea you never know when you might come back to it um, and I think pers- if you want to take like a step forward without really going too far you know that you're uncomfortable um, is finding um, a local writing group uh, Angie mentioned which I will let her talk about um, but also there's a website called Go Teen Writers I'm um, just Google Go Teen Writers. Uh, five published authors run it, and they—it's basically like an online learning writing class. And they run contests where you can send submissions in, and um, they will—it's uh, amazing. They just really foster right. girls. And I, I personally, I talk with um, a ton of teen writers on a weekly basis. Um, I'm always open to somebody emailing me through my website. There's a contact form, and people email me a lot and ask questions, and I'm always happy to answer. Um, I always recommend the Go Teen Writer site, but I also answer questions personally. Having worked with and taught teaching creative writing for a number of years, um, I love working with young writers. I mean, I just think because they're so enthusiastic about it and it's such a passion and you know if you can capture that at that age and really pursue it the other encouraging thing I would say is teens are getting published now more than ever oh really oh Oh, yes yes. there's I mean there's 16 year old 17 18 Mm -hmm. 19 I mean really strongly getting published so it's definitely they're all taking our jobs everywhere (laughs) (laughs) no so you know get involved with a local writing group or um um I personally am not a fan of critique groups. Uh, that's just me. I, I think finding more of a mentor is a better path. Right. But that's just my personal experience. Um, but I and going to writing conferences, they're everywhere. You know, they have local ones too. There's one in Philly that's fabulous, Greater, mm-hmm. Phil- Greater Philadelphia Christian Writers Conference. Even if you don't write Christian fiction, they have, it's very reasonable. They have great classes. You can meet with editors and agents. It's fabulous. 
So I'm Bear with me. Say, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to yeah. close this door because it sounds like a truck's pulling out. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, Angie, you could speak a little bit about the, the writing group you're involved in. The group that I'm involved in is called Harford County Rights, and they meet on the first Thursday of the month. They start at eight um, Sorry, they start at six o'clock, and they're very strict about being there on right. time. It's like from a networking group. <laughs> exactly. It's from six to eight. Now we have any people there that are from all age groups, and they are from all writing levels. You've got those of us who are just starting out, right? And you got those who have been published for years. We've got it's it's There's an your amazing right group. Yes. 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 So we work with that. In addition to that, if you are interested in writing children's books, there is a great organization called, I'm sorry, uh, it's called CBI, which is Children's Book Insider, and you can look them up online. There's a lot of help out there. Oh, there's a ton of help. There's a ton of help. This group, they actually have a program where a lady who has been editing for over 30 years put together a program where she was looking at all the positives and all the negatives of somebody who was writing a children's book. And she said that things kept coming across her desk repeatedly. So she put together this program called, and I'm going to look it up, let me see, it's called Picture Book Blueprint. And that's hmm. what I use to put together mine. It goes through step by step. It's video. It's it's um, you know um, documents as well as uh, websites to go right. to the whole nine yards. And you can get plugged into that program. There's just a ton of things out there. There's Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. Wow. So if you get involved in that organization, there. Let me give you the acronym. It's S-C-B-W-I. So if you look that up, then you can get hooked up with them. They will teach you everything. Soup to nuts. Figures I get a pen that doesn't write everything. <laughs> if you would like to write, which is all fabulous for children's writers, mm-hmm. if you want to write um, young adult or adult fiction, um, or even not fiction, um, the, the group I recommend is called ACFW.com. It's American Christian Fiction Writers, and they have, uh, I think it's like $40 for the year. They have a wealth of information online. That's it. Uh, Literally, you get, get, um, they have a blog where authors post. They have an email loop where, I mean, best-selling authors are on there answering questions all the time. They have smaller groups based on the genre you're writing that you can connect. So if you write... Um, suspense you can work in that if you write young adult there's people that work in mentor in that I mean it's it's and they have a conference once a year but even if you don't go to the conference it's still a huge organization that's wonderful and mentoring it's it's great now, I think these conferences are everywhere the yeah United they States. are there's okay. one actually going to be online which is great because you they recommend you coming I was gonna ask funny about slippers that. <laughs> <laughs> yes for the one that's for the children's book right uh, through CBI children's book insider mm-hmm. you can get hooked up on that in October they're going to have one online and Tommy DePaula is going to be one of the guest speakers okay okay so if you want to do something like that it's a lot less expensive than say traveling where you have to pay for you know your travel expenses and right. in addition to the conference this one is not it's an all-day event and it's online ACFW moves around for each of their conferences, so this year is going to be in, I want to say Dallas. Next year it's going to be in Nashville. Um, But one thing you can do if you can't attend the conferences is you can buy an MP3 of all the workshops for about $150. You get like all 40 workshops from the whole time. Wow. They'll send it to you, and it's a great way. I actually, even if I go to the conference, you can't possibly attend every workshop because they'll have eight going at the same time. I always buy the MV3, and then I'll sit and listen and have a notebook. And Yeah, and everybody has different writing styles, which is why I love the conferences, because you will get people who write by outline or by blueprint, and um, that is really helpful for people who write that way. If you write more by... um, it's called pantster, like see your pants writing without any plan or outline. Mm-hmm. You just sit down and start writing and you don't use a blueprint, which is how I write. You write more by instinct. Um, they have classes for that. So they have classes for every kind of style of writing there is. Mm-hmm. 
Blueprint. Explain that to okay. me. Blueprint. <laughs> I'm used to outline. You I, know? I think, it, I think right. blueprint is similar to outline. Yeah. It's okay. really basically steps they tell you. If you, they even have this in adult fiction. If you do these steps and come up with these eight things, this is how your book is going to play out. Like you're going to have a main character. You're going to have uh, the hero and heroine are going to have this conflict. You're going to have this many plot points that happen in the okay. story. If you fill in this little chart and write to this chart, you're going to have a full story. Right. And Whereas Panther, you literally, like, just I, I just have an idea. Like, I'll just say, mm -hmm. uh, what if, like, uh, I have a family that owns a venture outfitting company. My hero is a cave diver, and the heroine um, has to come back because of a loss in the family and she doesn't want to return because she kind of messed up in her past and she's nervous and that's my what I start with and I literally exactly. sit down and write. Now that's what I did with mine. I just I sat down and write and wrote and then two I took... Two o'clock in the morning. Two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and then what I did was I went through and made sure that I hit all the points and that's where the blueprint came in handy. Huh. So. And you play that what if a lot. What if is a really good it's a good strategy for writing but <laughs> that being said sometimes there's so many what-ifs that you can't decide on <sighs> which direction is this character going in that might be I guess that leads into a series of books right yes yeah I, I, I've <laughs> never I I tried to outline once and it was a disaster like when I was first learning I just I I just I write by kind of instinct and gut, and it does mean a lot of revisions, mm -hmm. where people who write more by outline uh, have less revisions. So, I mean, there is that involved. I mean, I might write something 10 times where they might write it once or twice, but it's just what works for me. So everybody's different. So right. that's what I would say is kind of like, especially for teens, you're going to hear a lot of do it this way, do it that way. Mm -hmm. do it. From, especially probably from people that never wrote. Right. Yeah, true. you're going to hear people or people who are published saying this is the only way to write. It's not true. There are a million different ways to write, mm -hmm. just like there's a million different people, and nobody can tell the same story you can tell, and nobody can tell it in the way you can tell it. And so what I would say is write how you're comfortable. And, right. and if you listen to people at conferences or you listen to people um, in, in groups, take what resonates with you and run with it and what doesn't resonate with you ignore exactly exactly That's a good point one of the things that i learned was there's such a thing as mentor books so a mentor book is where let's say like for instance i'm interested in the type of writing that danny does right so i might pick up her books and i might read her books and see what i like about this book Okay, or what I don't like about a particular book, and see what you notice about the the writer and what they're doing that works, and what doesn't work. Hmm. They suggest, or this is what I was taught, that you read a hundred books in the genre that you are interested in writing in, and then you go from there. So you're learning, yeah. Wow. You're learning from the greats, the people that really have done it already, and they're your mentors. Good idea. And you, you brought up something. You said something twice that I caught on to, mm -hmm. and something I've been telling my daughter. Notebook. Yes. Mm -hmm. Always have a notebook with you. I have one by my bed because I will occasionally wake mm -hmm. up in the middle of the night. And if I don't write it down, I will not remember it the next day. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be in the grocery store. I My daughter, for my last birthday, bought me a small notebook for inside my purse. I'll just pull it out and write it down. Like mm -hmm. anything that you... Because you never know when you're going to be inspired to write. Right. And you, you want that notebook around. Um, I, I actually... This is a little different, too. I write all my first drafts longhand. Well, see, and this That's is... That's better, though. Well, and this is something I've been trying yeah. to explain to my daughter. It's... On paper is better than on the computer yeah, because computers crash. <laughs> well, it's different creativity. It, yeah, it uses different part of your brain. For some reason, I, I have to do all my first drafts longhand. My revisions, I do a combination thereof because it's already done. I've, I've typed it all in. I've sent it off, and then I'll get revision comments and I'll decide what parts I want to change. So some of that will be on the computer. But if it's a whole scene I'm rewriting, I'll do it on paper, then type it in. So it's right. just a combination. But, yeah, I highly recommend 
um, journaling or handwriting. Uh, I just think there's something that goes with that. Yeah. And if you're techie, <laughs> like our young folks are, yeah. I always take my phone with me and I just yeah. open it up and I hit note and then I just speak into the phone saying exactly what I want to remember and then it's there. But but then when you're once you get home or whatever, you write it down on paper, right? When I'm ready to, yeah. yes. Okay. Because yeah. I mean, it's, and I, we, I've gotten her composition books and everything, but I see a lot of these kids now, and, and she did get upset the one time because she had it all on her laptop. Lo and behold, it crashed. There's there's a number of ways around that. Um, I, Angie's idea is actually great. A lot of writers do write by dictation, and there are free apps you can get for your phone. Uh, Dragon, Natural Speak, is a right. program you can buy, but they actually have a free app, and you put it on your phone, and you talk into it. It'll only huh. hold so much, but basically you put it in there, it'll save it, and then you go and write it down or type it in. But if you are typing in, I've learned from experience, and I've learned in a really rough way, <laughs> you always back up on a USB drive, mm-hmm. and then you back up on a hard drive every single time you write because otherwise you lose a lot (laughs) it's very painful now now i have to ask you both this before i forget favorite writers (sighs) okay there's a couple (laughs) of writers that i have but i can tell you as a child my favorite story let's see where i put it it was silverstone or silver I don't have the paper with me. It's the story called The Giving Tree. Mm-hmm. Does anybody remember yeah, that? Remember that. Sounds, that's it. Yep. That is still my favorite story. Now, I've read a lot of other stories, and there are some fabulous writers right. out there. But that one still strikes me. I cried as a child when I read it. <laughs> i, I got to admit, there's one one book I've written that I've wrote, not wrote, I read, that actually made me cry. Saw the movie first. That didn't make me cry. And then when I read the book, it made me cry. And that was Tuesdays with Mort. Yeah. I didn't think I would ever read a book yeah. that would make me cry. Yeah. But they're out there. Yeah. Oh. My favorite writers as a kid were Nancy Drew and Agatha Christie. Um, so I've always loved mysteries. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express was probably oh. my favorite book as a kid. Um, as an adult, I still uh, I love Agatha Christie. Um, I love Sue Grafton. She writes the Alphabet mm-hmm. series. I, I really like her. Um, in Christian fiction, Dee Henderson is my favorite, and she was actually my mentor. Um, so when I did a novella project, I did it with Dee Henderson and Lynette Eason, and Dee mentored both me and Lynette. And so basically how we did it is um, she, she sends a newsletter out to her readers. I was a reader and fan. And I uh, emailed her and said how much I loved her book, mentioned I was learning to write, if she had any advice, and she ended up just starting to email me back questions. She would read my work and tell me, you know, this is really good, I'd maybe improve this, and so that's kind of right. one connection. But I, I love Dee Henderson, um, I enjoy John Grisham. Um, I kind of have a wide variety <laughs> that I, I like to read. Um, I read a lot of nonfiction as well, so. Lance, who's your favorite? Uh, Danny. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) No, being retired now, I I do. I've been reading almost every day quite a bit, especially trying to catch up on some series. I like Sue Grafton as well. Yeah, she's Uh, great. James Patterson. uh, James Patterson. Clyde Cussler. Yeah. uh, Their series. Uh, D.W. Griffin? I think so. D.W. Griffin, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so... We, those in particular, uh, but anything that's involved with detectives and mystery and, mm-hmm. and that type of thing, I really. I used to love reading Nellie McQueen. Oh, yeah. Queen. oh yeah. yeah. You mentioned Nancy yes, Drew. Yeah. That's one of the things I always love. Yeah. Another really good one is um, Linda Fairstein. She was a sexual crimes uh, prosecutor with the DA's office in New York City and then when she retired she started writing books and but she writes books that involve the um, oddly enough the art scene the museums and art and yeah it's a really intriguing combination and they're wow. really good they're that, really good Alexandra Cooper is her main character the lady that uh, mm-hmm. wrote for the uh, TV show Bones uh-huh is, has Kathy Wright has, has yes. several books out now she's really she's excellent as well and then mm-hmm. uh, 
last night on uh, what's the news on 13 the news 60 minutes they did a uh, extended thing with the uh, Cornwall John Perch. John LaCarrie's is yes Nam de Plume but uh, Cornwall I think is his last name I think so uh, I'm not English 100%. author really he did the uh, the sp spy, series. yeah, spy series. Yeah, they did. I'm trying to think of the series. It's a four. It's four. Four names. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what it is. Anyway, they huh. he did those, and uh, so they're. Oh, and Lee Child. I like Lee Child. Like the oh. Jack Reacher novels. Oh, I love. Yeah. I yeah. love Lee Child. Yeah. Yeah. He's I'm really gonna go good. home and read. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're, um, as you can tell, we're big mystery fans. Yes, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> I used to read. I used to read mysteries all the time. Yeah. Loved them. Yeah. And then. Yeah, you know, when I went in the Marine Corps, then I started reading books like that. Yes. And now I read more, you know, I guess uh, self-help DIY books. Yeah, sure. More than yeah. anything. Right. But and now then, I'm going to be reading your a, books <laughs> and your book. Your <laughs> books. Are going to be more coming out. As, a, as a history buff, as a history teacher. I love. Oh, uh, I love history. I, I really fell in love with uh, uh, Charas. Uh, Jack and what's his father? I don't know. Jack and John. Anyway, he wrote the. His father wrote the Killer Angels, which is what Gettysburg. Oh, yes. oh yes. And yes. then he wrote the two. The two following. Yes. Two one prequel and the one after, as a, as. But then he's done one on each of America's wars. Mm -hmm. So he's got one. Really. The War, Korean yeah, War, Mexican I love War, that. World War One, World War Two, and they're all written from the perspective of where he goes back and reads all the letters between the mm -hmm. individual characters. And then puts that into dialogue. Yes, yes. I love that. Fantastic. My dad was. There's. I have that. two books like that. It's one from the Confederates and one from the Union yeah. Army of the letters. Yes. Mm -hmm. That were written. Yeah. Great book. I love. And I, it's funny because in high school I hated. I never liked reading history. Yeah. Now I love. One of my favorites are our Hartford Heritage by yeah. C. Milton Wright. Love that book. Love it. You know, when Catherine really started yes. out, when we were doing homeschooling, that was one of the things that we focused on was the history. But we were looking at the actual documents, mm -hmm. and that was what was really fascinating. Yeah. And actually, she's going to become a history teacher because she learned so much from that. Instead of having all what the writer wanted you to believe or right. kind of send you in a different direction, this was documentation. And that really made a difference. That's why I like the old history books, like by Sharp, mm -hmm. uh, C. Milton Wright. Mm -hmm. um, there's another, another one. one. There's Kensburg, but there's one more my husband reads all the time, and I'm trying to think of name is eluding me um Lo local for history or no not local um but he does oh goodness but he does he's done the civil war he's done oh, so I mean, many I about yeah you know oh. yes um i want to say it starts with an s but mccullough mccullough thank you David McCullough. David McCullough. Yeah, thank you yeah. yes yes he's not the one that wrote gods and generals no no Okay. Yes. Shira wrote that. Okay. He wrote, his father wrote The Killer Angels. That's the one the movie was made. Mm -hmm. Then he did Gods in General, which is the prequel, and then he did The Last Four Major, which mm -hmm. was the. Oh, I haven't read that one. And, and if you're looking for local history, um, like Chesapeake Bay local history, James Michener has a book called Chesapeake. Chesapeake, and it is phenomenal. Okay. I mean, it's like this thick, but he has he has them for all different look. He has one for Hawaii. We just learned, but his Chesapeake book is actually one of the takes major ones <laughs> I read for research. I mean, living here, I knew a lot, but even though when you live someplace, there's still so much history, and unless you really study it, you don't know it. Exactly. So it was kind of like learning brand new about where I live, and yeah. it was fabulous. So exactly. That, that's why I, one of the reasons I started this is, um, you know, not just the local businesses, but the history. There's so much to do in Harford County, so many places to go it's to. It's amazing. People don't realize yeah. it. It's very true. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... Oh, well, and it's God. so funny because you can go from, you know, sub, kind of suburban to farmland mm -hmm. to great forest, you know, and you can go hiking, you can go canoeing kayaking like there's so much to do yeah have a degrace is full of history so many places that are uh, just 
I mean, Joppa Town's brimming with history. I, right. I've learned so much history about Joppa Town. It's been amazing. It's really fascinating just to go through your town as if you are a tourist and yeah. get to know your town better. I mean, just the other day, now we weren't in our town. We went to Brandywine. But it was the first time we actually watched a reenactment and you learned so much. You didn't realize what had happened in that area until you're actually there. Yeah. Well, look at how it erased. The yeah. whole city was burnt down. Yeah. You know, practically. Or the Baltimore and, Fire. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's... I, I, who was I talking to? I was talking... I forget who it was. We were talking... Uh, I was talking to somebody, talking about history. And of course, they're going on and on with this. I knew this. I said, yeah. I said, so how many times you been to Old Scott Fields? What? <laughs> There's no Old Scott Fields. I said, yeah, it is. Where's that? It says Bel Air. <laughs> but people don't, re they you don't know, realize. And when you read that stuff, it's like, this was called that? Well, Joppa Town like, was actually con considered being the main port city. Baltimore ended up winning out. Yeah. But Joppa yeah. Town was, was right there for a while. They were debating between the two. And you're thinking, wow, how it would be so different if that had happened. Well, you ask about the Declaration of Independence, where it was mm -hmm. originally written. Yeah, I mean, you had the Bush yeah. Declaration, which came before the regular, or the one that everybody knows now. So, but oh, she's. Yep. I had something else I was going to ask you. We got all the history. history I completely forgot now. Oh, that's what you get for inviting a history teacher. <laughs> yes, there you go. You got the history teacher here. <laughs> Catherine's going to have to talk with you. <laughs> oh no. Okay, yes. your Alaskan series. Yes. I meant to ask you this when you were yes. talking about. How did you come up? with for Alaska um, well so I knew I wanted this family that owned an adventure outfitting company and I knew I wanted them volunteering with search and rescue so I knew I wanted a wide variety of adventures so I wanted water I wanted mountains I wanted you know a, and there's only so many places you can get both right you know what <laughs> I mean you have to be on a coast and I thought and I wanted something that kind of had an extreme feel to it. And I thought Alaska's perfect because the conditions alone add such a harshness to the different sports. Like for, for cave diving, I mean, for diving in general, you have to be in dry suits. Like you have to have special suits because the water is so cold, even in the summertime, it doesn't get that warm. And so, you know, if you're, or if you're doing like heliskiing, one of my characters heliskies, but the extremes out in the wilderness in Alaska are so much different and and that adds a whole nother level of suspense right. to the book and I thought it's just the perfect location so Come, going from the upper west coast to the east coast yes. to the Chesapeake now yes now do either one of you do readings yes okay so it's not just at the book signs you'll actually go somewhere and do readings right. of yes. the book yes. and all that I do a lot yes. with book clubs, local okay. book clubs. Um, are there a lot of local book clubs? There are. There okay. are a lot of local book clubs, and I, I love going, and I'll do a lot of times the readings are at the book clubs, and I have uh, book club kits on my website for all my books. So we have, yes. like, discussions, and I have recipes from the book, and they'll usually make the food that goes with the book. And we just right. it's a real interactive, fun experience, and I've met so many lovely people here because of it. So... I have on my website if um, I have lesson plans. So if you're a teacher and you invite me into your to your um, classroom, there's lesson plans for preschoolers through kindergarten and then second to third. That'll go with the book. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I even put um, a Bible study for kids to be able to connect with forgiveness. Right. For some with this book. That's great. That's great. So that's, that's on the website Angie. too. Now, and yours, yours is focused, I guess, mainly for children. Yes. And yours, I get what tweens on up. Yep. Or, okay. Tweens on up. Oh, yeah. That just sounds. Because they're, tweens. I mean, because they're clean reads. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um, Thank you for saying that, because when people hear romance, a lot of times they no. think, you know, yeah, no, no totally yeah. clean reads, right. no language, no, you know, any graphic uh, anything. Um, it. I have readers as young as about twelve. Really? Yes, I do. I have readers that email me that are about 12. Um, I have a group that are probably like around 15, 16 uh, is where a lot of the um, aspiring writers are right. age group wise that, that contact me. And um, it's really fun. Like the last one I got, the message I just got the other day was from a girl in Norway because my books have been translated into maybe five or six languages and wow. it's really fun because my dad is 
100% Norwegian. His parents were for, his grandparents were from Norway um, and we still have a lot of family over there so it was so much fun so we connect through Facebook and she asks me questions and we it's a beauty of technology I, I mean you know there's, there's one, a downside but there's a great there side is to one it. good thing about social yeah, media there, yeah. So. so yeah and, right. and then I have readers that are in their 80s so yeah I have a wide variety wow yeah now you talked about the book signings and book clubs and all that. If, if a local organization like Lions or Leos, mm-hmm. do you go out and talk to them for like meetings or whatever? Yes. I'm thinking more of the Leos because that's all the young kids from 12 to 18. Yes, I okay. go. Anybody that invites me out, as long as there's not a, a schedule conflict, I, right. I I go out. I'm happy to. I've been to. Um, women's ministry groups i've been to book clubs i go to the library so yeah any organization i'm happy to go chat with and you as well right sure okay will. good yes good actually i have um, my book launch coming up and it's going to be at fort christian church october 1st from two to four and there'll be uh there'll be of course book signings and that type of thing but it's it's going to be a fun event for kids to dress up in anything that makes them feel royal They'll have photo opportunities. There'll be prizes and giveaways, and it's just going to be a really good time. That's a good idea. It's Let a great dress idea. Dress up as a princess and yeah, everything. Yeah, it's a great idea. And my launch is um, going to be this coming Sunday, the twenty fourth of September, from two to four at Bel Air Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. And I always talk at the beginning, um, and I sometimes do a reading during that time. And we have treats and giveaways and. Uh, there's a book signing afterwards, so mm-hmm. okay. it's always a lot of fun. We have to get up yeah. there for that one. Yeah, that would I be try awesome. I got to get to yours. When's yours? October the first at Fort Christian October Church 1st. in Kingsville, from two to four. That's a Sunday. Okay, I'm just trying to figure. It seems like every weekend there's something going uh, on. There's always something <laughs> going on. Oh yeah, yeah. We that's got, true. I have to dress up as a woman. October seventh. So okay. Oh, that's right. No, that's we're, right. We're doing an ugly waitress spaghetti that. dinner. Nice. The lines is, and it wasn't my idea. But the but ugly waitresses funny. are the guys dressing up. I'm that's not shaving my legs. I already said that. Nose, <laughs> and I'm not wearing heels. You put a headband on with a flower. Oh no, I'm going to get a wig. Oh yeah, you're oh, going to go full go. force. All oh, right, yeah. good oh, job. Oh, my already bought four wigs. But they're all short. I said, "Oh no!" I said, you want the long one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going. I'm going to share it out. Oh. I mean, <laughs> but but it, it, it'll be fun. We're you That's know, awesome. and each each of the ugly waitresses, we're challenging each other to see who can make the most tips. But each of our tips is going to a charity of our choice. Uh-huh. You know, even though. Yeah, the, the money raised from tickets is for the Lions. Yeah. But we have, uh, let's see, one guy's playing for St. Jude's. Awesome. Another one is doing it. I'm doing it for the Patrick Daly Scholarship Fund at Jumpton High uh-huh. School. We have somebody doing it for Maryland School for the Blind, because that's, I mean, Lions, that's what we do. Lions, that's you know, awesome. Sight, hearing. And then we have uh, Luna's House. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. have a lot. And that, but the great thing, the Leo's. The, these young kids yeah. want to get involved, and some of the guys in the Leos are going to dress up too. Oh, that's so cool. That's awesome. That's so okay, cool. Yeah. You guys know what you're getting into. <laughs> one more thing at my book signing, mm-hmm. um, any of the profit is going to an organization that I, I haven't shared it yet with the person who's actually in charge, but it's going to be for children that have cancer. Oh, oh awesome. pediatric so, cancer? Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing that yeah. Lions is taking on. Yeah. yeah, and actually, my um, Cold Shot, which is the first book in my Chesapeake Valor series, um, a percentage of all sales of that book goes to International Justice Mission. Um, and um, there's a character in there that deals with um, combating sex trafficking, does not go into mm-hmm. graphic detail, but that's what she had done. And so, International Justice Mission does human rights across the world. And That's so even worse, too, it seems it, like. It's horrible. It's Especially a, around here. It is. Yeah. It's, it's, you would be shocked. Um, I've actually mm. gotten asked to speak on that quite a bit because I met with um, the lady who actually runs the, or had run the aftercare program um, in Cambodia for the International Justice Mission, but she's now working here. And they, they hosted me. They had me to their prayer meeting. They, they were fabulous. So a percentage of all cold shots proceeds goes to that my sister who was supposed to be here she's a flight attendant uh-huh. that's they have to take classes for that really yeah wow. be, be, so they can identify, they can identify because identify a lot transit. of them do fly uh-huh. and, wow. yeah but and they said Baltimore is the worst place because of the port yes 
and Parkville area, especially. It, yeah. it's it's scary. It is. There's Very a couple scary. really strong um, organizations in Baltimore. One is called Aramantha. And then Samaritan's Women. Yes, yeah, Samaritan's Women yes. and Aramantha are two big organizations in Baltimore combating it. Uh, our our minister's wife is works for the Samaritan's. Yes, yes. and um, Community Christian Church does um, a lot with Aramantha. That's yeah. how I knew about them. Yeah. So both are fabulous organizations. I'm actually supposed to be um, taught, well, we're waiting to schedule the date. Our, our dates keep getting crisscrossed. But uh, I think it's Mountain Christian does yeah. a lot with Missions of Hope. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, waiting to talk to them about that because I had a young lady on in June who went to uh, some it was in um, Ethiopia, somewhere out there. Mm-hmm. But she was a young lady, and she's you know they adopted a kid, mm-hmm. they, you know through the thing, not adopted, adopted, but you know oh, like mm-hmm. online. Yes, yeah, sponsor. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Sponsor. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And when she went over there, she actually met yes. met the per- you know, I know. kid. Yes. I love to do that. Oh God, she. Yeah. That's I amazing. Say, I got got to get another podcast of you just. Talking about yeah. it. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, we did four kids through Compassion. That's they do the same program. We did Compassion as well. Yeah. So, well, there's amazing. another podcast. See, I'm just going to, God, there's so, that's one thing I love about doing this. You learn more, and it's like, oh, there's another podcast yes. right there. There's another oh, there. So, you can do it there. I, yeah. yeah. Got I'm going to get Lance on for it because, like I said, we want to do history podcasts awesome. at least once a month. Well, there we've been you trying go. to find yeah, the people I got. Something. My brother-in-law wants to do it. Now I'm going to get you. Okay. You're retired, so that's right. I can um, do it. But it, just to educate the people, yeah. Because a lot of people here don't know about it. So yeah. yeah. Anything to add before we wrap it up? No, I just want to say thank you so much for having me, and um, I'm so appreciative of Harford County and their support of my writing, and uh, everybody has just been awesome to me, so thank you. I'm shocked to find out that we're neighbors. Yes. <laughs> thank you for having me. Oh, thank I could, you. I was so delighted when you chose me. Well, I think you were, I was going to say, I, I think you were floored. like, business of the week, how did I become business of the I week? I was floored. <laughs> I was. I can't thank you enough. Well, I'm so blessed. I had... Actually, who is it this week? Um, Black Eyed Susan's, Susie's restaurant, and they called me. And they're like, "How did we get this?" So mm-hmm. like, it, just, it comes up random. I just, really, ran, that's, I, that's a god thing. That's we a god do. Thing. We pick random businesses yeah. or organizations or mm-hmm. artists, yeah. and we just focus on them for that's a week. So cool! Um, that's amazing. It's. It helps get. It's my way of giving back. Yeah. Like I said, I'm big on supporting local, and it gets the name out there even more. Yes, so it, it definitely helps. So, I want to thank you all again, and we're gonna have to do another podcast. I'm ready for the history one. <laughs> all right, we we can do that. I said, Angie, was, I told saw her yesterday at church, and she you're gone. I said, yeah. So it was great. I, was, yeah, I, wish, I, had, I wish I was videotaping it when you walked in, Dan. Yes. You're like, what? what? Oh, God. Well, next time we'll have another surprise guest for you. All right. so. <laughs> if you're looking for a good primary care practice, look no further than right here in Hartford County to Medical Health Group. Located at 1415 South Mountain Road in Suite 100, right behind the Wawa in Joppa, Maryland, they are doctors you can trust. Call them at 410-918-0777 or visit them at MHG, that's Medical Health Group, mhgdoctors.com.